Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty, and ThinkExodus.org. And now, here's Daniel. Well, hello and welcome to Keep the Republic. This is Dr. Daniel Bobinski, your host for the next half an hour, uh, talking about elections. And I saw a piece published by the Idaho Freedom Foundation by Idaho Freedom Foundation founder Wayne Hoffman, and I happened to agree with it. And I contacted Wayne and said, hey, can you come on the show to talk about the elections? And he said, sure. Wayne, welcome back to Keep the Republic. My pleasure to be on, Daniel. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So we are in the aftermath of a, um, I, would, I just want to say, a very disappointing election. And your piece was on election integrity. Uh, I want you to expand on that, please. Sure. When we talk about election integrity, often it's in terms of things like, uh, you know, are they using computers to generate the results? Are they uh, stuffing the ballot boxes with uh, votes of dead people? Are they using mail-in ballots and uh, including people who shouldn't have voted? Or maybe they're also just dumping a bunch of ballots in at the last minute to get the results that they want. There's more to it than that, quite frankly. In Idaho, uh, we've watched for years, as people will say to me in the course of uh, a city council or a school board election, Wayne, these are nonpartisan races. No, they're not. They're nonpartisan because the legislature declared them to be nonpartisan by writing a law that says that there are no candidate uh, parties to be included on the ballots. So you go to the polls and you vote for mayor and you vote for city council and you vote for your school board members, and you don't know whether they're Republicans or Democrats. It's by design. That doesn't mean they're nonpartisan. It just means that some politicians somewhere along the way decided they would be considered nonpartisan. Who does that benefit? Well, it benefits the, the candidates. In those areas where if you are a Democrat, you probably don't want people to know that you're a Democrat. You go head to head with somebody and you never have to mention party affiliation. And as a result of that, you get a lot of leftists that end up getting elected. And also you have candidates who are run for office who will claim that they're Republicans, but they don't dare put an R next to their name because they don't want to have an R next to their name. So they run for city council, they run for school board, they run for mayor, they get elected. And they govern as legislate as as leftists would govern. They govern from the left. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge problem. I also talk a lot in there about we have an election in the odd year. And I know there are states that have odd year elections. Kentucky is obviously one of them. They just had a race for governor. They just had a constitutional amendment fight in Ohio. So yes, there are states where they have significant issues on the ballot in the odd years. Idaho is not one of them. You don't have a governor on the ballot. You don't have a member of Congress on the ballot. You don't have constitutional amendments on the ballot. So you have these one-off elections and turnout happens to be particularly low or at least lower than they are in the even years. I I saw in Nampa where turnout was like 18%. That's that's horrible. It's very horrible. So you have people that are being – you literally have – you know, a few hundred people casting the ballots that are, that are citing members of the city council. That's not dispositive of anything. That's a system that is designed to empower the leftists. And that system has been in place for many, many years, and it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. I'm um, a little sad that we can't put some kind of identifiers to what someone stands for. And unfortunately, so many people go to the ballot box and they've not done their research. They've not looked at the candidates. 
they look at somebody's name. If there's no R or no D, well, that person looks to be of an ethnicity the same as me, so maybe I'll vote for that person. And that person may have the most opposite views as that voter. There's no way to understand. Parties are a way to ascribe someone's value system. Parties are just value systems. What do you value? Yeah. And, and it may just be that I just saw a bunch of signs and the name looked familiar. No. And also don't forget that the leftist news media, they'll write basically one or two stories, an election cycle about a bit important race like the mayor's race or a city council race or a school board race, if that. And, and we all so, know that the Idaho Statesman is a very unbiased platform. Oh, yeah. And KTVB TV is and the Coeur d'Alene Press and the Post Register and the Twin Falls Times News. They're all extraordinarily unbiased. No, of course, they're extraordinarily biased. And so the one or two articles that might come out about an important race is heavily skewed to, to support uh, the leftists. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the entire – and I, look, nothing I do is going to change how the media behaves, but certainly you could change how elections are conducted in Idaho. It's not very hard. There are places you go in America where you go to the ballot box and it says John Smith, a candidate for – mayor and there's an r next to his name and it says mary sue and there's a d next to her name and so you kind of have an idea now that's not necessarily dispositive republicans of course we know can be leftists and democrats can be pure socialists or you know somewhere more on the spectrum closer to uh, john f kennedy however you know being able to at least decipher being able to tell where they are the political structure that we have today seems to be helpful to people and none of that is on the ballot so it makes it impossible for people to know what what exactly they're voting for so what would it take to change that we need to write some legislation do we need to go to the house how do we how do we fix this yeah that's it i mean the the the, the two easiest reforms that i talk about in my article are to make the races partisan and you simply write a law that says that that's how it, it occurs for legislative candidates and for uh, gubernatorial candidates and attorney general and so on. So, so let's let's face it. When someone runs for office, they have a value system. And it behooves us as citizens to understand what that value system is before we cast a vote. Everybody has a value system. So if they're running, especially if they're running for office, they've got it. No one is is nonpartisan running for office. Sorry, right. they're not. Uh, so you, you go back to the founding of this country. I mean, George Washington was against parties, but guess what? They happened during his watch anyways, because people have value systems. And so they started yeah. affiliating with the value people who have similar values. We need to and, know that. And it's not just a value system. Uh, the Democrats have a party platform. The Republicans have a party platform. Libertarians have a party platform. The Green Party has a party platform. So all these different parties have platforms. That's that's what I mean when I'm talking about value systems. Yeah. So it's it's not just it's not some ephemeral thing that people are just kind of casually talking about where they say, well, I kind of support you know the Democrats. Well, you support not just a party, and you, you don't have an affinity for donkeys or an affinity for your your spirit animal hap, doesn't happen to be an <laughs> elephant, so therefore you've chosen the elephants. <laughs> you choose the party that best represents you because their platform has the components that you most represent. Now, that doesn't mean that you agree with everything in there, hook, line, and sinker, but there's a set of words that best represent your viewpoints, and so you go, yeah, well, I – 
I'm a Republican. I believe in, I don't know, sound money or that life begins at conception, or I believe that uh, we ought to have a, a government that is, is very contained and the things that it does, and those things ought to be contained in, in our constitutions. There are a lot of different ways that, that you can align with a particular political party. And then when I go to the polls, I can look and I can say, oh, that person has indicated the Republican and so they have the the values that I agree with, or they say they're a Democrat, so they must agree, you know, on abortion on demand, or that government solves everybody's problems, or we ought to redistribute wealth. I mean, those kinds of things, and you get some idea. And I hear from people what they tend to do is they'll quote uh, uh, the former mayor of New York, LaGuardia, who said very famously that there's no Republican or Democrat way to take out the trash. People just want to see the trash gone. That's not true. It, it's it's a it's a complete lie. So they ascribe that to the operations of city government that all they're doing is uh, figuring out administratively how the trash get picked up. Well, just think, how does one pick up the trash in the city? It could be done through a monopoly contract. It could be done in a free market way where I get to pick trash haulers. It could be done for a lot of money or a little money. Uh, it could happen on. Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Mondays, or maybe just Wednesdays every other week. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do it, and your political values define how you administer that, or whether to fund the uh, police department or not fund the police department, right. or right. you know, you know, a variety of different things, or have a city that is heavily enmeshed in climate change policy, or one that just says we need streets to be clean and the cops to come when you call. I mean, there I are a lot of different ways to do it. I have some things to discuss along these lines, uh, Wayne. We're talking with Wayne Hoffman with the Idaho Freedom Foundation about the recent elections here in Idaho. Before we continue, though, I do need to give acknowledgement to our sponsor, uh, Exodus Institute. They're a fully accredited K-12 online school. So if you have students in what I call the government indoctrination system, let me recommend an alternative. Exodus Institute is created by solid constitutional conservative Christians. They were both educators in the public system. They got tired of teaching the woke agenda. They left. They started the Exodus Institute. And if you're already homeschooling, you can check out their supplemental program for kids in fifth through 12th grade. It's on-demand video. They do all the teaching. They do all the grading. It's only 20 bucks a month and you can cancel any time. You can learn more by going to thinkexodus.org. That's thinkexodus.org. And also, another sponsor is Picture Perfect Window Cleaning. Window cleaning for homes, window cleaning for businesses, and you can save some money if you tell them you heard about them on the Keep the Republic show. They will do not just window cleaning. They also do gutter cleaning, pressure washing, and screen repair. And this time of year, they're also hanging Christmas lights. I was talking with the owner two weeks ago, and he said that they're already booking up a lot for hanging Christmas lights. So if you want to get that done and not be working out in the cold yourself, give Tom Lopak a call. The phone number is 208-401-6265. That's 208-401-6265. Or you can learn more by visiting windowcleaningboise.com. That's windowcleaningboise.com. We are speaking with Wayne Hoffman of the Idaho Freedom Foundation. Wayne, we're talking about political parties and in these local elections. You know, one of the problems that I see with political parties is how we will assign an issue to one or the other. 
And there are people who are considered who will consider themselves moderates who will say, well, I support this issue in the Republican Party, and I support that issue in the Democrat Party. And I think that's why George Washington was against parties, because it forces you, if, if you are a member of a party and the leaders of your party say, we support X, uh, and you happen to support Y, but 80% or 90% of X, you're in a kind of in a dilemma. Uh, so I think that's why we some of the, we have some of these moderates. What's your perspective on that? Yeah, it's it's part of the reason why uh, you have elected elected precinct committee officers, and those PCOs are the ones who are supposed to enforce the the party platform. It's always been that way. Only recently have Republicans in particular realized that that that's what their role is. Their role isn't just to go and hand out handbills. That election season, their role is to actually get um, uh, the uh, members of the party who are elected to office to respect the principles that are in the platform. Mm-hmm. They are elected to those positions. They are, for to use a, a sports metaphor, they're not the cheerleaders for the football team. They are the team owners. And it's up to them to ask their quarterbacks, you know, when was the last time you scored? When was the last time you actually uh, – we're able to effectuate policy change that is consistent with our platform. And if the answer is, well, I'm not interested in the platform, then they need to let the members of their squad know that uh, they're not performing to expectation. That's a good so, analogy. So I, that that's, that's the purpose for that whole thing. And, it, and it's very consistent. I think it was one of the Indian tribes that had a system that was very similar. I think it was the Iroquois. Uh, where they would actually elect people to their uh, into their uh, uh, their legislative branch, whatever that happened to be, you know, several hundred years ago, and then they had members of their tribe who were supposed to go back and say, "Wait a minute, you're not doing what you, what you were supposed to do, what what you said you were going to do," and that's sort of their enforcement of that process. It's not just the, the Republican Party for a long time has treated itself as sort of a chamber of commerce where they judge results based on how many new members they have. Oh, we had 50 members of the legislature. Now we have 55. Yay, success. It doesn't work like that. Success should be judged based on the number of policies that get passed that are reflective of your values, especially if you're in a state where you have, you know, 86% Republican legislature and all Republican executive branch. And so all of this allows for the voters to hold members of the legislature or a school board or a city council or a county commission accountable, except for at the local level where we've decided that they're nonpartisan. So what are they being held accountable to? Right. Nothing. Exactly. So, yeah, you, you bring up a very good point, and that is that it's just been the past couple of years that the precinct committee officers have really gotten active in the Republican Party. I think the uh, Donald Trump movement really woke people up along those lines. And people saw the value of the precinct committee slot. I know Obama was criticized for being a community organizer, but he did what we should have been doing all along. He got into the communities and he got the most radical leftists he could find to run for these PC slots on the Democrat side. And he moved the party left. And so that's what we need to do. And we've been actually successful in doing with the Republican Party. And one of the cool things that I've noticed in this state with this change is that 
If a county committee decides to censure a legislator for not voting or supporting the Republican Party platform, and they decide to censure that person, that person doesn't get funds from the Idaho party coffers in their next election. That is very powerful incentive to follow the party platform. If you want to put an R after your name, then you darn well better be supporting the R platform because you're getting R voters who believe they're voting for that platform. Right. And a side benefit of that is also it discourages people from running for the purpose of just wanting to hold office because you do have, I tell you, the caliber of people who've run for office the last several years has been really, really good. It used to be, oh, I, and they don't say it this way, but I'm just sort of um, uh, authenticating what I've seen, which is candidates running for office because they want to add it to their resume. Oh, I, I've been a, a state committeeman for a long time. It's now time for this. Or I'm a local community person of importance, and I want to add this to my resume. And now you have people who quite genuinely want to save the country. Some of the candidates that I talk to, they will say things like, I really just don't want to run for office. And I say, you're perfect for the job. Yes. Because if you don't want to, then that's even more reason why you'd be a, a good person because you don't want to be there because you don't you don't don't really particularly care about the trappings of office. A, a lobbyist who takes you out to dinner and laughs at all of your jokes and you get to go back to the Capitol and see your your name on the wall with your title underneath it. People are always responsive to the things you have to say and the calls that you make. You're there because. You want to save the country from socialism and Marxism. And it's rapidly going that direction because they are they are playing that that verbal game where they're saying one thing but meaning another. And that's part of our problem. Uh, we are speaking with Wayne Hoffman from the Idaho Freedom Foundation. Wayne, your your piece had to do with elections as an election integrity. And I have a beef. I hear people, especially on the political left, saying we need to make voting easy. And I say, no, 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 because that invites every avenue of fraud possible. I think we should make elections hard. I think it should be hard to vote. What's your take on that? Yeah. And, and to be clear, I'm not asking. I agree with you. I've said that to people myself. Uh, you, you do need to make elections hard. Uh, everything worth doing happens to be hard, and elections are one of them. And when I say things like that, it's... Uh, you know, is it hard to tell your kid that they can't drive a car because they don't have a job? Yes, that's really hard. Is it hard to tell a person on a government assistance program that they should get off those programs and be self-sufficient? Yes, it's very, very hard, but it's also the right answer. And the same thing is true in elections. When you make elections easy, you make it easy to have voter fraud. And that's the big thing. So if you make it hard, Hard means that you actually have to go to the polling place and you actually have to cast a ballot. That is very hard, but it makes it also harder uh, for fraud to become involved because you don't have uh, you know mail-in ballots that are being manipulated and people who shouldn't get ballots voting with somebody else's name and so forth. So yes, I'm a big, big fan of making it harder to vote. Some people misinterpret that to say, oh, you want to put some kind of test in before you could cast a ballot. Well, I mean, I wish people would be more informed, but I think that if you put a test in, you'd have government deciding what the factors are for being for determining who should vote. Now, and that's, that's, a that's just people throwing red herrings out there to try to discourage yeah. your argument. They're they're just trying to make you look or anybody who holds that position 
uh, look like you're uh, a bigot of some sort. And that's not the case at all. That's not the purpose. That's not the motive. It's not even doesn't even enter our minds. No, it's everybody about- has the same requirement. Go to the polls and vote. Show up in person, cast your ballot, show them your photo ID, uh, show prove that you are who you say you are, cast your ballot accordingly. The way we have it right now, it invites fraud. Yeah. I, I listened to a leftist last week say no one should have to go to the poll and wait 20 minutes in line to vote. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. In Iraq, when they first voted after Saddam Hussein was out of office, people were waiting in line five and six hours to vote. That is people who really value the vote. So to hear people say, oh, we shouldn't have to wait in line 20 minutes, that's just pure laziness. Yeah. And also, you know, it's important to be motivated to vote. It's so important to me to go vote that I got in the car and I drove to the polling place and I cast my ballot uh, versus I got a letter in the mail because I was registered at the DMV and then I just voted that way. We are talking with... Wayne Hoffman with the Idaho Freedom Foundation. Uh, I need to acknowledge a few more of our sponsors here. Michael Hahn with Fathom Realty. Uh, If you are wanting to buy or sell a house or any kind of property, you can be confident that Mike's going to keep your best interest in mind and represent you with integrity. If you're selling, Mike's going to help you prepare your property so it appeals to the broadest market of buyers. And he'll help you determine the best price the market will bear. If you're buying, Mike's going to help you find the property that meets your needs. Mike's a graduate of the Realtors Institute, and he holds multiple specialist designations, and he's been doing this since 2005. You can contact Michael Hahn at IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. That's IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. Our other sponsor is Conservatives of. They're a political action committee started here in the Treasure Valley. Their mission is to help constitutionally-minded conservative Christians get elected to office, and they work by donations. We've got people sitting in our state legislature today who are there in part because of the work of Conservatives of. Like I said, they work by donations. So if you want to help candidates and causes that align with constitutional principles, making a difference like Wayne and I are talking about here, I strongly recommend you make a donation of any size to Conservatives Of. Just go to conservativesof.com, conservativesof.com. And while you're there, be sure to make a note that says, hey, thanks for being a sponsor of the Keep the Republic show. Wayne Hoffman with the Idaho Freedom Foundation. We've got a few minutes left in the show. We've got these voter boxes where people can drop off ballots. Recently in the Northeast, there were several cases, three different states where elections were thrown out because of voter fraud, people stuffing ballot boxes. Now, I have heard some rumors that this is happening in Idaho as well. What have you heard along those lines? I've I've heard that. Um, I don't have proof. Uh, but I have heard that as well. I've seen it. Um, when I was uh, working for a member of Congress in uh, 2008, I remember saying, because he was extremely unpopular with the uh, the leftist news media even back then, so this is uh, 15 years ago, uh, when he was defeated. And uh, we were at the uh, Riverside Hotel waiting to go and uh, greet the crowd and everything. And I said, uh, Bill, don't go out to the crowd until you're firmly ahead. And uh, he got to be ahead. I was watching this on TV. We went out to the ballroom and his numbers actually dropped. Uh, The number of his vote count was lower than it was from when he left his hotel room to when he was in the ballroom. No kidding. Yeah. And I still can't explain that. Uh, Something happened. And of course, the uh, 
The election officials will all try to explain that away and say there's nothing going on here, nothing to see. But something did happen. And I've heard this from legislative candidates, too, who have seen their vote totals go down, see their uh, opponents' vote totals go up. I've heard stories about— Was that in uh, Idaho? Yeah. I've heard stories about voters receiving absentee ballots with other people's names on it, you know, just all kinds of things. And, you know, how much of this has been proven? Not very much, I suppose. But there's clearly stuff that goes on, and election officials across the country tend to mark that down as being, you know, an off, a one-off or, you know, not being terribly relevant, or they, they say the election system is sound. If there are problems, it represents a minuscule amount. I, I disagree. Uh, we need to stop listening to election officials defend their election system and relying on their word for the authenticity of the vote. And we see this all the time. And in fact, I think Georgia is a great example of that. Uh, the fight that Donald Trump is having with election officials in Georgia is the officials won't release their records. You know, they they say, take us at our word that we've checked things out and everything's fine. Well, show us the records then. Hey, show us the details. That's not an open election. My gosh. I have a tendency to not take the government at its word. What we should do is have a third party auditing mechanism so that you don't have to take the government at its word that everything is fine with the elections. The other thing that I want to get to before we forget as well is the other problem that you have with elections is as government grows, more people are working for the government or more people are dependent on the government as a source of revenue. So if you want to prevent the people who depend on government as a source of revenue from having an outsized influence on the outcome of the election, what do you have to do? Shrink government. Yes. Simple as that. It's a very important factor that people don't think about. Even if your election system is 100% sound and you made voting hard and so everybody has to go to the voting booth in order to cast a ballot and they have to show an ID and you got all the dead people off the rolls. There's no way that that the uh, computer systems can foul up the results. You're still going to have government employees who show up to vote. So the answer to that is – Fewer government employees, fewer vendors that are dependent on government as a source of revenue. Yeah. And I think, as you said earlier, uh, do away with these off-season, off-year elections. We talked earlier about um, the Marxist influence coming into this country. I'm, I'm remembering a quote that's attributed to Stalin. It says, it matters not who votes. It matters who counts the vote. And I think all of this election fraud and all this kind of stuff, I think, is actually happening in Idaho. Do we have proof? No. Do we hear rumors about it? Yes. And as you say, people aren't going to be saying, yes, that's happening because it it questions their integrity. But I think uh, to to wrap up our show here, we're out of time. uh, We need to make voting more difficult, not easier, because that will give us more honest elections. Uh, With that, I need to wrap it up. Wayne Hoffman with the Idaho Freedom Foundation. How do people find your organization? Just go to idahofreedom.org. And uh, anyone who wants to is always free to email me. I answer everybody's emails who contacts me. It's just Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E, at IdahoFreedom.org. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for being transparent, Wayne. Thanks for coming on the show. You are tuned in to Keep the Republic here on KBXL. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will catch you next week at the same time. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic. Sponsored by Conservatives of. 
picture-perfect window cleaning. Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty. ThinkExodus.org. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.